0: One of the guy, one of the people from the podcast, went like a little bit crazy.
1: Who hasn't in I this mean, economy? Yeah,
2: in this economy.
1: <laughs> Anyways, vote for Bernie Sanders so we don't have to live in this economy <laughs> anymore.
0: <laughs> a better refill Mister Franklin's glass, will you?
3: Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't.
0: How about a whiskey and soda? Oh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just to tip might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking?
1: I never drink.
3: No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm
2: not drunk. And an excellent vintage at this, too. But if you're implying that I'm
1: tipsy, sir. And welcome to Tipsy Terror, the podcast where we get drunk, watch a horror movie, and talk about that movie while we're still drunk.
0: And I'm Molly.
2: And I'm Harish.
0: And I'm Sam, but not the one you were hoping for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's, of course, referring to Sam Rockwell.
0: No, unfortunately, the one I'm talking about doesn't have an Academy Award, which is just tragic. I don't know how n- nobody
1: from this film was nominated for an Academy Award. They sure or did get
0: a Shadow Oscar.
1: <laughs> I forgot. I forget this part every time I do the intro, and we cut in clips from <laughs> when we're watching the movie. Like this clip right here. They don't
0: want him do his New Zealand accent, because that's too much power. You can't work you it in organically. Did you say what
1: we do
2: normally? Yeah. The, I did. <laughs> um, I you can, did not. You said you skipped <laughs> from Welcome to Tipsy Terror to We Cut In Clips. She just can't get the intros but, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we watch a movie and then get drunk, a horror movie specifically, and then
1: get I drunk. literally said that. I don't did think you, you did. S- I don't think you said that. You said- Play back the tape. And welcome to Tipsy Terror, the podcast where we get drunk, watch a horror movie. And talk about that movie while we're still drunk. And the, and the, and the verdict proves that <laughs> I did not perjure
2: myself. We didn't actually play back the tape, but um, I don't know.
1: <laughs> not in real time. Anyways, yeah, everyone just pop the tape in, press rewind, <laughs> stop, see if you're at the right part. If you're press not, rewind press again. rewind. <laughs> no. Oh, you went too far. It's Fast easy.
2: forward. <laughs> it's easy. Just go back to the previous paragraph in this book. And read what that says.
0: Anyways, this is the podcast where we get drunk (laughs) and watch a horror movie.
2: And we record ourselves watching the movie while we're still drunk.
0: And we cut in clips,
1: like this one right here. You
0: scared the fuck out of me. Is he supposed to be American? Because that accent is slipping.
1: Why'd you get scared?
0: I saw footsteps, and I was like, who could be at our door right
1: now? I wonder who else lives here. (laughs) You didn't call me. I
0: thought you were going to call me. Oh, fuck. Okay, sorry. She's very excited to see you. Okay, anyways. We get drunk and we watch a horror movie. And
2: we already did that part.
0: And we okay. cut in clips. On I'm this sorry. This right here. A- is he supposed to be American? It's driving me insane.
1: Look, man. It's vaguely British. In the, the way that all insurance investigators in like are thieves.
0: <laughs> traumatic experience.
1: There's three clips.
0: <laughs> and we cut in clips. <laughs> sometimes he's american and then sometimes it just like bad new zealand slips
2: back then they just didn't care about accents
0: and what do we do we cut clips <laughs> like this one here and he's in jurassic North park North and he sounds like an american in that i think it's been a well,
1: while
0: i don't think we have enough clips for
1: that oh we do we were very Fairies a thousand times we're like
0: yeah. We were engrossed in this movie. And
2: today's episode <laughs> is our favorite movie ever from now oh. on. It's yeah. called In the Mouth of Madness directed by John Carpenter.
1: We've said many a time, oh, this movie fucking rules. But perhaps (laughs) this movie rules the The fucking most of them all. (laughs) This movie has everything. I have never. This is the best movie that we've watched on this podcast. (laughs) Hands down. And
0: it's. I would like to point out. And I said this when we were starting to watch it. But I just wanted to get it on record. This is the third movie we've done for this podcast where Sam Neill loses his mind. Yeah. (laughs) And it's incredible. Oh, yeah. What are the other two, Samantha? Um, Possession and um, Event Horizon
2: exactly yeah
0: beautiful this is
1: cinema at its finest
2: this is the third one in our sam neill goes crazy trilogy but it's also the third one in john carpenter's apocalypse trilogy which
0: we've only covered one of before which is prince of darkness which molly and i were on some shit for that one but (laughs) hopefully in the future we will be doing the thing which is my second favorite horror movie of all time is this one the first you oh, know it's, what? It's I might name. need to reevaluate my rankings here. I still think the thing might be—I th- love the
1: thing—but this, this
0: movie is so fucking good. <laughs> I think this is, in my opinion,
1: my favorite John Carpenter movie.
0: It's—I'm gonna have to do some serious reflection. Maybe have to rewatch the thing this week and really do some the evaluation. Thing
2: is really good. I, yeah, the thing I think is like objectively good I as like a, a 10 whole, out of 10 objectively good but i have um, like a
0: whole college course based on the thing yeah <laughs> that i have developed
2: this is also like this but is a this good movie John that um, Talk about <laughs> <laughs> this movie is like maybe not objectively good but it is mm.
1: definitely so good I, I don't agree with that i think it is objectively good <laughs> well, i feel like this th- is a good movie i feel
0: like this is good to us because we are John Carpenter fans first. Yeah. Human second. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Would fuck Sam Neill. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's just me. Um, I would say
1: Sutter Kane is. Sutter Kane fucks. Sutter Kane fucks. But like, and then also. If you're the actor who plays Sutter Kane, call me back in 1994.
2: (laughs) But like also. And also today. Also today, because (laughs) it's
0: Um, But like, I also think that this is definitely a movie for. I I I feel like every time I say something like this, I feel bougie. But it's like this is a movie for people want to get who want to get like a little more in depth with analyzing media effects, especially in the context of horror, and because that's literally what this movie's about. So I feel like if you're just a casual like movie fan and you only really see like every now and then a horror movie or you avoid them, this is not a movie you're gonna like ever. Okay, but for people point. like us, this is like it
2: yeah this movie is great i love it it's the best movie ever um but it has a 59 percent on rotten See? tomatoes so it I is not objectively i don't good. think
0: your average moviegoer
2: but, would like this movie um uh not Th- even we literally your had this critic.
1: conversation from when we did return of the living dead yeah yeah this is bullshit it's just 59
2: 59 percent based on 46 reviews
1: i say this a lot and i don't always throw the term around lightly this is a hate crime
2: right it is this is a hate crime against cinema okay
0: so i feel like i just want to address the fact that okay we host a horror movie podcast right we watch literally hundreds of horror movies a Mm -hmm. year like of course we are buried deep enough into a hole where this movie is like this is this is we are the audience that this movie is made for but the problem is that most of at least america is not this audience so of course it's going to get a lower rate honestly the fact that it has a 59 percent is actually like a positive to me okay
2: I, but like again you're talking about most of america this is specifically critics movie critics gave uh, it a 59 well i
0: don't even think like movie critics yeah but like how many movie critics respect horror
3: Yeah,
2: not a lot. You know what
0: I mean? Right. Like, you pretty much have to be, like, an Ari Aster movie or a Jordan Peele movie for a movie critic to, like, respect you. For sure, And so it's, like... And I'm sure John Carpenter was probably considered, like, the highest of whatever at that Uh point. But, like, I still am not shocked that critics only gave it 59% because, like, horror is not a respected genre. And then also within horror... Like, horror is its own culture. And so, like, if you're not within that culture, it's something like this is just going to fucking blow over your fucking head and it's not me being like oh yeah i'm like an expert it's just like this is for a certain audience and if you're not in that audience i'm not expecting you to like it but this is the best movie i've ever seen in my fucking (laughs) life i
1: i cannot believe that this is the first time i've seen this movie yeah and i realize now what my life had been missing (laughs) (laughs) this movie is so good holy shit it's just so good on every level i think like, I cannot find a thing wrong with it. Right. Oh, it's uh, oh it's I mean, so good.
0: It's essentially like a lot of nerd's fantasy of being transported within a book, but it's the horrific version of said fantasy. Right. You know what I mean? Like you you like you read a good book and you're like, God, I wish that were me. Or you watch yeah. a good movie and you're like, God, I wish that were me. This is it. But it's the worst kind of it. Yeah. It's such a
1: good, like, take on that. So the, we should do, like, a basic plot summary plot before we Oh, yeah, we probably this. should, because this is a bonkers For sure. plot. And this is bonkers. also one
2: a uh, 100% recommend. Please watch it before listening to the podcast. Oh,
0: absolutely. It's on Shudder right now, Sam said. Yes, yeah. it is. I just, actually, it was kind of crazy. We decided on this movie yesterday, and then today, I follow Shudder on Twitter, and, like, I saw, like, 10 tweets or so of them retweeting people talking about watching this movie, and I was oh, like, whoa, wow. it's, like, weird that they, yeah. like, knew. <laughs> They're watching us <laughs> oh my god wait no
1: we're just this is just written for us we were supposed to watch it when we're supposed to watch it
0: oh all right my who's god. gonna die first
1: <laughs> is that a real question <laughs> actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay who among us would die first in a book
0: in a book yeah i don't know enough about horror novels i i don't think, think
2: I'm i mean probably in Hira-ish. terms of tropes it's me But also in terms of... No, because I'm not white.
0: that but in then also in just terms of like how <laughs> he is he's but the also, least likely yeah. <laughs> of us to believe anything's going on. <laughs> but also on. i'm the
2: skeptic i will read every everything I uh, think you know i'll like invoke all the curses in that terms of skepticism
0: thing. it kind of rang, ranges from like harish to me and Amali. but you have the yeah. final girl energy
1: i'm like the one who's all in and then gets taken out in a tragic <laughs> fashion <laughs> and that motivates
0: your character to finally take a stand oh man I'll take the final girl plot, but it kind of depends on what the movie is. In this one, we'll get to that. I have never do? wanted
1: to be a character more than I've wanted to be Linda Stiles. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs>
0: so there was that one scene? Oof. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so let's uh, do a quick summary
3: of the
0: Okay, movie. yes. We should. Um, uh, okay, so... So
2: it's a movie... Um, the basic plot of the movie is that uh, Sam Neill plays an insurance investigator. Named
0: Trent Jones. His name is John, John Trent. Trent. Oops. Okay, so. John Trent? That's his name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. That's horrifying thing of all. Oh, God.
1: John Trent. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> both very bad names i don't think sam watched the same movie
0: we did i think sam's been drinking <laughs> um,
1: his name
2: is john trent
0: <laughs> worst um, worst, mo- worst name uh,
2: the movie opens with him in a mental institution but um we're gonna go chronologically he um is an insurance investigator Um, and apparently he's really good because we see a scene where he like catches this guy in a lie and it's really cool. And then
0: he's like more trusted than like cops.
2: Yeah. So his second, um, the next case that he gets is this publishing company named Mm -hmm. Arcane is the publishing company and their famous writer Sutter Kane, who writes a bunch of like pulp uh, horror fiction. Who is basically, so they good. keep
0: comparing as being better than Stephen King, but then the more you get familiar, the more he's basically Lovecraft.
2: Yeah, he's basically, he writes a lot of, in the same themes of H.P. But H- he Lovecraft. looks like Neil Gaiman, anyways. <laughs> I think he look also like a-
1: looks like, if Neil Gaiman and Jude Law had a baby. I bo- yeah, I'd take that.
2: Yeah. Um, and so, Sutter Kane has gone missing, and this publishing company wants to find him, so they hire this insurance guy, or, well they're like they're filing an insurance claim because the dude like owes them a book that they don't have and so um uh it's they they got insurance from Sam Neill's company and John Trent um uh he goes he gets hired to investigate where Sutter Kane is and then um so like he starts reading Sutter Kane books and then starts to realize that um he Sutter Kane's probably in this fictional town called hobbs and well
0: he convinces like he comes in and he accuses them of doing a fraudulent claim right. he because thinks it's all he's publicity like stunt. He's, he's like this is a publicity stunt this is all too obvious when yeah. you figure it out and so the guy sends him and styles styles who's to, the like, editor investigate quote yeah the claim
2: the publisher sends um sutter kane's editor styles and um uh, john trent to investigate and try to find hobbs end uh, which apparently because of on the different covers of there's the books. these red
0: lines and he cuts out the yeah. books and he builds a map basically
2: and it's a map of new hampshire yeah. um and there's a red point where hobbs end is anyway um so john trent goes with styles linda styles yes yeah linda styles who's the editor um, they go together to find Hobbs End and then the movie slowly gets creepier and crazier as it's they start to realize that they're inside a Sutter Kane novel and they're in the book. They the like encounter and him yeah.
0: and figure out shit's wrong and then
2: and then in the end they
0: realize what they're doing is being written. Yeah. They're in
2: a book in the Mouth of Madness, which becomes a movie. Um, and, and then the movie like goes, it's kind of weird at the end. Like a lot of just random
0: John like snaps to reality and then he like realizes that like he had kind of delivered the book. The book is really popular. It's already a movie. The book's and, published. he's the main um, character. He kind of, he goes mad. Yeah. And then he, we flash, then we realize like that's when he gets put into the mental institution. And then he gets at he like escapes because these monsters break into the place and kill everyone, and then he goes and watches the movie, and right. then it ends. Yeah. Oh my god,
1: this movie rules so fucking hard.
2: Right. Very weird plot. Um, a lot of the complaints from the people, uh, from the reviewers at the time that it came out was that it was confusing, and
3: a lot oh, of people. Oh no! Get
0: it. Did yeah. someone not understand the movie? I don't know. Why are they? Oh, can I remember? I, you know that that meme from Always Sunny was like, Oh no, did someone get addicted to crack? <laughs> That's how like, I feel. Right. Oh, did someone not understand the movie? Oh, you I didn't know. either and I still fucking love it.
1: We've been <laughs> drinking and we knew the plot perfectly. Right. I dare say we could do a recap. <laughs> oh Absolutely God. not. <laughs> oh my God. But Just yeah. wouldn't you think this movie... You're like, okay, it's done all it can with this part of the movie. It changes into something right. good and better.
2: And then the movie is the movie.
1: Which just <laughs> cinematically and from a storytelling perspective is the horniest thing. You can <laughs> <do>. <laughs> I will say it's to make it come full circle in that way.
0: There was a moment in the I guess climax. I don't know. This movie was like weirdly paced where like the climax was like kinda earlier than it normally would be. Um but during it I literally was like, "Oh wow, I finally understand like what makes it a recognizable John Carpenter film." I'm really starting to I start I really feel like I can like see Carpenter's style now. Okay, and, yeah,
2: let's go into that first.
0: Yeah, um I don't remember what we were saying that like led my mind to this, but it's the scene like kind of towards it's in it's I'd call it the climax of the film probably.
3: Sure.
2: Um yeah. it's
0: definitely the most intense part, but he's like trying to escape the town and he's driving this car and he's like crashing through a crowd of people and stuff and then there's this big car wreck and all this stuff anyways it's just like the shot composition and he's got a depth thing well, that i'm starting okay, to really so, realize
2: um sam neil's character crashes the car and wakes up in a confessional yeah. booth uh, and then that's when you said, like, I kind of start to realize. It was about when he
0: crashed the car that I was like, I can see it. But it's weird because it's like, it's definitely an apocalypse trilogy style. Okay. Um. And I mean, I feel like his other stuff, like The Fog and um, uh, what's something else? Escape from New York. Like all those stuff. I think those kind of fit. But what we kept talking about is how Halloween's an outlier. I don't feel like Halloween fits that much with this. Maybe I need to rewatch it. But, um, I don't know, he's just got this, like, flatness to the way he shoots things, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know, it's almost TV looking to me sometimes with his shots. And um, just the framing he uses is very similar, and the coloring he uses. He definitely has, like, a palette he likes, if that makes sense. Like blues and greens and stuff like that. Which is his favorite color. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Which is weird because, like, the the marketing for this is all red, but there's, like, hardly any red in this movie. Yeah. But, anyways, I don't know what. It's just, like, something around the climax of this movie, I really realized, like, oh, I can recognize John Carpenter. And I'm a little too drunk to uh, um, recall. But, um, like,
2: explain what it is. Yeah.
0: I will say, though, and I said it a second ago, but, like, it's like there's a flatness to the way he does it. But it's not like. Flatness there's not it's not like distractingly bad and like lacking depth it's just like the way he i don't know and also um his characters are always like kind of crazy if you watch a wes anderson
1: movie you can tell visually that it's a wes anderson movie and right um the john carpenter movies that you've mentioned like you can tell yeah there's like they are
0: but like it's weird because like a wes anderson movie if you're told to be like all right describe a wes anderson movie what are some things you'd say like Symmetry, pastels, uh, pastels. Um, all you the know, characters
1: talk lack of, like of they're emotion, like yeah. way too smart.
0: Yeah, they talk too smart. Um, like I, for some reason, bowl cuts are coming to mind. <laughs> they
2: deliver all their lines with zero emotion, yeah, and like deadpan,
0: yeah. So it's like it's pretty easy to like come up with. Like, I, we could probably, if we were really thinking, come up with a couple more, yeah. but like for John Carpenter, it's kind of like I don't know, crazy cold feeling like mad you know like mm-hmm. the, the the descriptions that you'd come up with the with john carpenter it's like a little a more yeah it's like more about an emotion than it is like a literal like huh. thing i'll say know? the word again it says yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's exactly it though and like something i don't know if it's because i finally finished the apocalypse trilogy or what but like it really clicked um but you can't explain i can't explain it but like i feel like from now i mean okay like i know like pretty much every john carpenter movie like i could probably name a good majority of his work but like i feel like if i just turned on a tv and watched like five minutes of it like i can now tell you if john carpenter directed it you know what i mean right i will
1: yeah no and even um uh what's it called they live Yeah. A movie that's not like a horror horror movie, but it's still like a John Carpenter weird sci-fi
0: stuff where like horrible things happen.
1: Like it's so
0: similar. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned um, Escape from New York, which is not a horror movie, which even though Shudder like has it. But um, do they really? Yeah. I I don't know if it's on there. Uh, (gasps) We got the DVD if you need it. Um, But like even that, that's not a horror movie, but it's very like if you watched it, it's pretty much the same way it's directed in this. Like, you know. But, anyways, I just wanted to say that, like, I've, it finally clicked to me. John Carpenter has a very distinct style, and it's very good. And I don't think I've seen anybody that's been the same. And I think the cool thing about it is there's a certain cheapness to it. Oh, big time.
1: Do You know what I mean? But, like, not in a bad way. It's no. just like how the 80s is, like, 80s and 90s, like, kind of pulpy movies yeah. were a little bit...
0: Right. There's a certain cheapness to it. And this movie doesn't in any way look cheap. But when I say that description, I think if you watch this movie, you would get what I was saying. And it's so into practical effects. Oh, yeah. The the pages peeling at the end. That yeah. was entirely practical. Yeah. And it was really neat. And, like, of course, there's the body horror, all the makeup and stuff we got. Mm-hmm. I think that was is also a very telling thing if you get some gross, like creatureness to it, you that, that's definitely if it's a horror movie at least it's like, oh that's very John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Um so like cool makeup. Yeah, it's just cool. Yeah. I don't know. John Carpenter, he's a cool guy. He's got he's some cool st- guy. Got some style. And I know this whole conversation hasn't come to a point. I just like I'm just like really fascinated by him. I think <laughs> I, I
1: just think he's neat.
2: I think I understand what you're saying. Like Cause it's like, it's more of like a, you, f- you know, when you watch the movie, like
0: it's not even like, it's, it's not even about looking at it. It's just, there's a certain, yeah, it's got a vibe.
2: The thing that comes to my mind, and this is going to sound like an insult, but it's, I don't mean it as an insult is like Michael Bay is a similar in that sense where it's like Michael Bay, like has a very distinctive style, but it's not like distinctive in the sense that you can like call it out you know it's not like oh all his shots are very square shots yeah. and symmetric or whatever but like, it's
0: like if somebody says a michael bay movie you know what it feels you like, can tell yeah.
2: it's a michael because michael bay is just like a good photographer yeah um so like he like all of his movies have that like style to them um even though like a lot of his movies i don't like but they do have, like, a style that isn't not... It's not really in the shots. It's just the general feel of the movie, um, if that makes any sense. And I think John Carpenter is similar. I a think that's much a actually... A better filmmaker and, like, someone I like a lot more. But, like, it's similar in the sense that um, it's not really anything you can point out. It's just, like, this has the feel of a John Carpenter movie. Mm-hmm.
0: I th- I think that's a really good comparison yeah no i i genuinely do think that's a good comparison
2: yeah john carpenter rules uh this movie is very similar to prince of darkness which is the other um yeah the other apocalypse trilogy movie that we did i would definitely say on the podcast
0: plot wise it's more plot
2: wise it's very similar there's a lot of like prince of darkness has a lot of those like zombie type people who are just like uh infected by whatever the like prince of darkness fluid um and this one also has like all of the characters in the town are kind of acting in similar ways to the people around that church in prince of darkness
0: i would say like um, makeup and effects wise this is more of the thing mm mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Because I don't uh, You know what? It's kind of like a combination it's, of the two. I mean, they
0: are in a trilogy. But yeah, yeah like, I think that, like, story and stuff-wise, it's more Prince of Darkness. But, like, like look-wise, it's the definitely first, more of a The thing. first
2: thing that, like, m- made that connection for me was when the guy comes in with the axe, the agent comes in with the axe, um, and then looks at, like, Sam Neill and is like, do you read Sutter Kane?" That... Oh. was very connected to it, it like connected in my brain with the unhoused woman in um Prince of Darkness who like goes and says like I, I forget what the line is, but she talks to the professor or whatever. Like and outside, it's with yeah. the deep voice. Like those two scenes like worked in similar ways to me. And then the all of the like weird creature effects we're very connect to the thing.
0: I've, I have my IMDb open to a specific thing, so I don't forget it later. But like, I'm assuming the makeup people were probably the same,
2: probably because
0: like it was like it's very yeah. similarly done to the thing. Because like, um, you can tell. I think what really like gives it is like, um when styles is like that, like backwards walking creature with her head twisted, you can tell by the way that they like crafted the neck Mm -hmm. that like it's, if it's not the same people, they really based it off of the thing. You know what I mean? Like It's, it's like, um, I don't know. Like, there's just a look to it that it it really followed, like, to a T. Yeah. The exact same, like, feel and style. I think even with the people, like, the townspeople. The townspeople, yeah. And their
1: makeup. It's, like, a little more understated, but it's right. still creepy.
2: It's very similar to Prince of Darkness. Yeah, the, makeup. the
1: townspeople mm-hmm. makeup was oh, a lot like that. The um woman, the hotel owner, yeah, has this, like, really great, like, limb like extended limb kind of tentacly yeah yeah, effect yeah to it which
0: is very the thing right that hotel owner by the way what? just want to spend a minute on her <laughs> oh
2: mrs pickman
0: hello she- juilliard <laughs> oh wow what an incredible lady um her like whole character arc was phenomenal like she's just this like sweet old lady and then you get this reveal that she's holding her husband captive by handcuffing him to her ankle. Oh,
3: Oh, goodness.
2: Fuck, man.
0: And then the next thing you know, she's this tentacle monster murdering people and it was, like, you just get like these, I think like three scenes with her, but like, wow, it was amazing.
1: Another thing I love about the hotel aspect, there's this painting that keeps changing. (gasps) The painting changed. In the background and sometimes it's like, it's creepy when a painting changes always because that's not how paintings work. Right. But it changes when they look away a couple of times. And then uh, Linda Style sees the painting change and it freaks her sees,
2: out. She sees the woman in the painting like turn and look yeah. towards her. And then out. Yeah. they
1: still look like regular... It's like a man and a woman and they just look like regular people. And then Sam Neill comes back down at a later point and they kind of have this like creepy faces on them. Yeah. And then they've like turned into they full turn monsters. Into, yeah, these which is weird tentacle like monsters. Essentially the plot of the whole movie. Right. Which is so cool. Yeah. So like on every level of like artistic medium, this film is exploring the plot of like a descent this into monstrosity.
2: This is... Very creepy. Like, from the first, the first creepy thing was the dude with the axe
0: yeah. at the very beginning. Yeah, which is it's terrifying god can you imagine being at a cafe you uh, see that? this is so cool yeah. so oh i want to we've done chef's kiss uh, while watching this but i really want to <laughs> chef's kiss that scene where the where the agent has the axe it is so well done yeah like it's not too tense but it's just like a what the fuck
2: <laughs> so what happens is it uh, the movie opens with Sam Neill in a mental institution. Uh, and then he and then it cuts back to a flashback of, like, Sam Neill's normal life. And he's um insurance investigator. We have a scene of him, like, catching someone in a lie. And then it cuts to him and his partner in a diner. And they're talking. And uh, the partner's like, oh, you're the best in the town. Like, just really hyping him up. And then, like, brings up, do you want to go to the next case and he's like sure whatever um and they talk about oh Sutter Kane's missing and then they just like are having small talk and then in the background like behind them outside the window of the diner there's a guy who like steps out and he has an axe, and he just walks straight towards Sam Neill the shot is just like Sam Neill and his partner yeah. in, in the diner um and through the window you just see this guy like walking
0: he like jumps straight. over the fence for the cafe Jumps over the, the people cafe people are yeah. freaking out and they're just completely people, oblivious that, it's very people it sitting follows.
2: outside yes! yes oh my god yeah, it, yeah. yeah yeah the people sitting outside like run away and then this dude like is just standing outside the window holding up his axe and meanwhile <laughs> sam Neal and his partner are just like in like do not notice at all and just talking about this case and then he like cuts through the window with his axe and then um goes and jumps on top of the uh the uh, table that they're at and says to sam neil do you he read sudden Cain? and then sam neil looks into this dude's eyes and his eyes are like blue with the they're two like splitting yeah. he's got like
0: two irises it's like <laughs> it's like <gasps> what the fuck? Oh, shit.
2: We haven't I i haven't seen the movie the Mummy the Tom Cruise oh the, the one mummy, where I said- but from the trailer of the mummy where the girl's eyes split into two different um irises, it's that, but um it just starts out like that, and then the dude gets shot, you know uh and dies, but that like is the first really creepy thing and but the way they film it it's like very mundane. Um and it's it's just really well done. It's awesome. It's so good.
1: I can we talk about Sutter Kane? Yes. The author he fucks <laughs> behind all this before we get to obviously how horny he is. <laughs> um, what a cool villain. Yes. Like he gets introduced like there's this big scary church, right? In um the new what's it called uh, Hobbs End and the new book is about I guess something that happens in the church, about how everyone's going mad in the town because of this church, and it opens like there's this boy in the church, and the townspeople are like all have guns outside the church, and they're like, "Give us, give him back, give him back and there's this little boy, and the doors keep opening and closing, and then they open, and it's Sutter Kane standing right. there, and they're like, "It's him, we found him,
2: yeah, he's just in this like black cloak um uh, and he has he has the same
1: haircut as Neil Gaiman. Oh, my God. He absolutely does. Yeah. That's <laughs> Sutter King.
0: So he's basically Stephen King and H.P. Lovecraft, but he looks like Neil Gaiman.
3: Yeah.
1: And then, like, later in the movie, Linda goes off to go to the church and um finds him just sitting in this, like, really weird-looking room. Right. Just, like, typing on yeah. a typewriter. And he's yeah, she like,
2: opens a door, and it's a normal room, closes it, and then, uh, like starts to walk away and then she hears some typing from yeah. inside and then opens the door and goes inside and then the door closes and she's in the room, but the door is now gone and mm-hmm. she's just in the room with Sutter Kane. And then,
1: and he's like telling her about all this book stuff and like shows her yeah. like the madness that this book will create. And it's like right. weird and horrible and awesome. Also, I just, I love He has a really good
0: speaking voice
1: yeah Linda.
0: Nice to see you here. Oh, that's a nice voice. you know who else has a really good speaking voice? The agent. The agent <laughs>
2: did too. yeah. when he comes up and he's like, do you oh. read Sutter Kane? He has a perfect like radio guy voice.
0: That guy's voice was not what I thought it would be. Do you read Sutter Kane?
2: Yeah, he had a very like radio voice, like the
0: perfect radio voice.
2: Radio Someone news read. guy sure voice perfect yeah
0: anyways back to Sutter kane
1: and then he I don't know I just I, I just think he's y- neat
2: yeah so like Sutter Kane um is uh so a lot of his books are basically um HP Lovecrafts but he's also like kind of a Stephen King type mm-hmm. character he writes a lot of like cheap pulp fiction um <laughs> uh Sam Neill's character hey. Has. that's the name of a movie <laughs> sam neil's character does not have a lot of respect for him he's like oh yeah. these books suck
1: my favorite part i think maybe of all of it is sutter kane leaves this clue yeah so all <laughs> of his book covers are printed by the same person and he designs them himself right there's like this red line that goes on all the covers and sam neil cuts out all the pieces like the red line is covering yeah and puts them together and that's how they find they realize The spot that on the map It's like in New Hampshire
2: Yeah he realizes that it's the same shape When he puts them together It's just the shape of the state of New Hampshire oh. And that th-
1: Hobbs End is like On the little like cut out parts of the cover Right uh, That's the part I liked I think maybe the most yeah. Like Oh, a treasure hunt <laughs>
2: Right exactly
1: I wish there was more of it <laughs> Honestly this movie could have been about half an hour longer With half an hour more treasure hunt <laughs> <laughs> If
2: yeah. It,
1: that is literally the only way this movie could be any better. It's already perfect. More treasure hunt. Just that they had more clues. Like, yeah. make it a little more national treasure.
2: Yeah, that would have been cool.
1: I do also have to point out there's a moment where Sam and I did a chef's kiss <laughs> at the same time. I forget about what part, but. Cut yeah, that in here. That whole scene. <laughs> I mean, she just missed art. What? We <laughs> did just the, sh- was, I just <laughs> the
2: same time. <laughs> I don't remember what it was either. <laughs>
1: oh my
0: god.
2: Um, it
0: but, definitely had something to do with. Um, what's the uh guy's name? Dean Kane? No. <laughs> Is that Dean Kane? Dean Kane. No, the Sutter guy.
2: Sutter yeah. Kane. Sutter I almost Kane. said
0: Kurt Sutter, but that's the creator of Sons of Anarchy. That's <laughs> not Kurt Russell. Who Kurt- no, is it? Mm.
1: it's all connected, everybody.
0: <laughs> We've put it together, John. Oh,
1: speaking we of pieced connected, together the clues Carpenter left for us along the way. The
2: movie opens with they start playing the Carpenters and he's like, Oh no, not the Carpenters. <laughs> this is a good oh, song. Geez. I love the Carpenters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking John Carpenter. We see what you're doing, John. And then John Carpenter's in the movie. He's in one of the like little, right. Like rooms.
2: <laughs> Sam Neill starts yelling, "I'm not insane!" And then like the guy who's right next to him says, "Me neither." And then it like pans over, and if it's he's John not crazy, Carpenter. I'm
1: not crazy. Yeah, oh.
2: Hey, it's John Carpenter. Oh really? Oh, I missed it. I was looking at Sam Neil. What a
0: fucking
1: legend. And John Carpenter's one of the guys you see, that's right? You said that's very, very cool. Um. So much other stuff like that. Like, um, there's a little marquee. So the whole book that Sutter Kane wrote is being turned into a movie. Right. They and mention
2: at the very beginning, like yeah. we already sold the movie rights. And then at the end, it's revealed that, uh... Sam Neill delivered the book two weeks ago. (laughs) Very Watchmen. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, the book was published two weeks ago.
1: What part of Watchmen is that?
2: At the end of Watchmen, he's like, you can't do it. And then um, the uh, Ozymandias is like, I'm no villain. I've done it 30 minutes ago. What? Watchmen. When is this part? At the the very end. Yeah. uh, The movie and the book. Both i literally
1: times. do not remember this at the
2: very end when he's like explaining his whole plan yeah and then um uh the other characters are like no you can't do that we're gonna stop you and he's like i am no comic book villain oh he
1: did it already i've
2: done it 30 minutes ago but
1: then, and then dr like, manhattan come in and is like Haha, no
2: no because ozymandias succeeds in his plot that's the point of Watchmen. What's he did it 30 minutes ago, and it happens, and there's huge devastation oh, around the world in the movie. I haven't seen Watchmen in a couple of years.
0: I watched it last year, and I don't remember this. So don't in New New York, in I don't know it. I love I vaguely remember this, yes, but I don't bitch. remember the details of it.
2: Yeah. Osmandius wins. What? And that's the point, because oh. like, they're like, oh, it's for the greater good, so we're going to just not talk about it. The greater good? And then that's why Rorschach gets blown up. Spoilers for Watchmen.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: oh. I love when Rorschach oh. gets blown yeah. up. okay. He's oh. like...
2: I'm gonna go tell, and then they're like, "Oh no!" And then he's like, "Do it!" And then he gets blown up. Yeah. yeah. All right, there we go. Right.
1: <laughs> I mean, we, we have come full fucking circle in explaining that. <laughs> anyway, to
2: so the book was published two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> like in watch like there's a to scene. Sam Neil's horror. Yeah, Sam Neil is talking to this publisher who hired him, and the publisher is like, "I don't remember sending you with." miss styles i don't know who that is i just sent you alone and then sam neil's like well you can't publish the book and then he's like the publisher's like but we already did it two weeks
1: ago
0: and there's already (laughs) a movie's coming
1: out in one month that's not how that works by the way (laughs) i mean they could have done that well okay so if
0: your manuscript actually if your manuscript is that good People who are like literary agents will have like your script probably sold before it gets published. That's not like that's if you're a famous writer, yeah. If you're like so, like, ridiculous, yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, I guess for a Sutter Kane,
2: I think it's fine, especially like, uh, well, I mean, like, you think about it, there's so many um, adaptations that were finished before their original, like Game of Thrones um the first thing that came to my head was spiral (laughs) uh which is that uh junji ito comic um the movie was made before the like actual manga was finished publishing really um so like yeah i I, that just makes sense for me um in like the 90s that's definitely something they do is just like roll them out together
1: i want to (laughs) live in a world where the book the movie comes out right before the book does Um, i'm actually pretty
0: (laughs) sure (laughs) <laughs> you know the movie Red Riding Hood that Catherine Hardwick directed that Amanda Seyfried's in? No.
3: Yeah,
2: you know yeah, I know about? what it is. Yeah. I'm
0: pretty sure the book and the movie were made simultaneously. A book of that? Yeah, I've read it. Huh. I read it in high school and they're, they're different endings, okay. but I think they came out at the same time. So huh. I think they were like writing the book as the movie was being made, I which is very interesting.
2: Yeah. Um. But
0: Don't hold me to that. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to it. Uh,
2: the book's out and the movie uh is released in a month and this is after um sam Neal has been put into this mental institution and then he has a bad night uh a bunch of There's like demons ra- afoot. rattling on the door and then like uh he opens the door like the next morning he opens the door it's all scratched up the whole place is in shambles
1: i will say the one shot where he's like he walks outside And there's all these papers strewn everywhere and it's abandoned this ambulance. That part reminded me of Halloween.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. I
1: think that that scene felt like Halloween to me. It does.
2: Yeah. Um, And then uh, Sam Neill walks past the theater and sees on the marquee, it says, In the Mouth of Madness featuring John Trent, which was in one of the visions that we see Mm -hmm. before. There's a quick flash of um that marquee yeah it
3: was
0: a marquee you see that? john carpenter yeah that's great oh wow
2: i thought it was like in the mouth of madness john carpenter oh my god Could you um because it's only there for a second but then um uh it says in the mouth of madness with john trent on the marquee and then like it goes and he looks at a poster and the poster just has the credits like as um Directed by John Carpenter, yeah! featuring John Trent, Linda Styles, whatever. Presented the other New guy. Line Cinema. Yeah, New Line Cinema. Yeah. So the poster has all the like the in universe credits. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah.
1: And then he goes. Sam Neill goes. sits down. Gets a heap and in a popcorn. He does. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, well, who
0: gave him that?
1: You gotta get. Who gave him? Do that? it yourself. The yeah. Te- like the world has gone to shambles. Are you telling me if you're gonna go see a movie? And it's like completely empty. You're not gonna grab yourself popcorn. Okay, yeah. I I'd also <laughs> get some sure.
0: goobers. <laughs> you know, chocolate covered peanuts. Okay.
1: <laughs> sure. Think i must? Yeah. I don't know. I got goobers and raisinets confused for a second, and I was kind of grossed out. Oh. Never had, I'd eat a raisin nut too. I've never had goobers. I don't think they're my
0: thing. It's just a chocolate covered peanut. I don't know. Chocolate covered nuts. I don't care what the nut is. I'll eat it. <laughs> And I said
2: that. It doesn't care what the nut
0: is. (laughs) (laughs) I was chowing down on some chocolate covered almonds last week and it was a delight. I think my favorite. What's everyone's favorite movie snack? Movie
1: snack? Could be be candy.
0: Could be popcorn. I think it's goobers. (laughs) Really? I
3: don't know.
0: If I could pick any movie snack. Yeah. A chocolate covered peanut. Like back when I was in like high school, that's what I would get is like goobers. Harish and I have gotten pretty into m ms and popcorn. That's real yeah. fun. The are
1: good. I like the peel apart Twizzlers. <gasps> oh yeah, that's
0: good.
2: I mean, I guess popcorn. I guess nachos. I like a crisp Dr Pepper ch- or pizza. Cherry Pepsi. I'm mm-hmm. Good with pizza. I don't
3: know
0: <laughs> a Coke flavored icy.
1: <laughs> when I saw, I went to see Star Wars the second of the new ones. Yeah, yeah. Last Jedi, the best one. Oh, Last Jedi. <laughs> um, in one of those theaters where they serve like full meals. And so I was just, like, eating chicken parm and watching The Last yes. Jedi. Oh, uh, yes. It was awesome. Yes.
2: I, I saw the Guardians of the Galaxy in one of those theaters. Oh, yeah. And got fish tacos. It was delicious. Oh, that sounds good. God, yeah. I haven't been to
0: one of those theaters in probably, like, three years. Let's go. There's <laughs> Let's one at Easton. It. We yeah. can go. Is that really? Yeah, the AMC at Easton, you can get full fucking dining while you're eating there. No. Yeah, and a lot I of them I haven't their, been there in a while. A lot of their theaters are, like, um 18 up so like can't even have kids in it yeah nice
2: (laughs) (laughs) um do you want to talk about i do i uh just noticed in my notes um do you guys remember Sutter kane's like how what was his last appearance in the movie
0: last appearance hold on so was it when he's on the bus he
2: finishes the book right he finishes typing and Sam Neill's. It's in that weird room in the church, right? And then he throws the book oh. and like gives it to Sam Neill, and then just tears himself oh, up.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where he just like peels.
2: Right, he just peels himself like... That's and pretty cool, I was right? saying,
0: I was like... Uh, I remember while we were watching it, I was like, this is weird because it's like... The effects aren't incredible but then also for what they're doing i guess that looks right right you know what i mean because he was essentially just peeling himself away as if he was tearing a piece of paper right and that technically looked right but the
1: set that they actually got they had practically printed like a giant copy of like what would have been and just peeled it back and uh, there was like a whole yeah can we say thank you to the art department (laughs) yes thank you art department thank you art
2: department
1: (laughs)
0: you did a great job
2: there's like uh, a hole in the wall and like there's like pages of the book like coming out of it as if someone had just like pushed a hole through a book page except the size of the wall and then there's like this abyss that sam neill looks into and sees a bunch of monsters and the monsters come out through the abyss um and then he like escapes but uh, that's Sutter Kane's last appearance in the movie, and that wow. was just a cool way to die that's is awesome. just tear yourself up into pieces. You love that's how way. I wanna die.
0: <laughs> is that symbolic of death of the author? I don't even think that has anything to do with it, but <laughs> wow. Ooh. that's just a take. that's just a term I know. <laughs> Well, Sutter King. What does that mean? Death of the author is meaning that like the author's intentions mean nothing because it's all about right. the audience. Yeah, audience perception. I know There's that. cool. a really great Lindsay Ellis video about it.
2: R- well, yeah, the well, idea is that once on once it. you make a piece of art, it exists
0: I- solely like, for independent the audience of you. So, so like, like, no the- matter what your intentions are, it doesn't matter. Is it matter. like intention versus um, oh. impact? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Okay. It's kind, It's one of those things, like, okay, Stephanie Myers not Stephanie Meyer, J.K. Rowling is a good example of, like, why death of the author should exist is that you shouldn't get answers from the author. The author should just finish their work and you're supposed to fill in the answers. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? No, I,
1: get, I absolutely get what
0: you're saying. Yeah. Right. And that's not what this is, but that was not a right. term that could be applied loosely. But,
2: I mean, there's a lot that, like, Sutterkin talks about. He talks about, like religion oh, at one point oh, has that this whole speech
0: i mean you can't avoid That's religion great. there's the whole thing with the crosses and the and there's the, all the
2: crosses
0: and it's like in a church and
2: it's in a church
0: which prince of darkness was so is quotable. also in a church yeah
1: oh my god i love when um he was talking about religion and how um horror his horror specifically is more believable than religion yeah, right how
0: more people believe in him and i
1: ate that shit up i mean that's
0: essentially like why like what he attributes to like why he has the power that he does right it's because because like that's the general belief in like gods is that if you believe in them enough and like
1: then they are the masses believe in them
0: they are real and they do have control and so essentially he is a god and you
1: can translate that to like art and like media like if somebody values and believes in like works of fiction and art and music and movies so much Like it becomes real to them. So it was a really great comparison to have that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. I tip my hat.
2: There's the whole theme of believing something enough makes it real. And that's whole Sutter Kane's whole thing is like, he thought he was just writing some books and then he realized that the ideas that he was getting, um, were actually from some other higher power, and But since people were believing in his books that made them real and like the belief be- made it reality, yes.
1: I wonder if he funneled this like higher belief through the mouth of madness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> in the mouth of madness. It's actually, um the, the title comes from, there's a H.P. Lovecraft story called At the Mountains of Madness. And so that's what this... Well, wow, this truly kind of a, is
0: not hiding the fact oh, that it's just a ripoff yeah, of Lovecraft. all of the
2: all of um, Sutter Kane's book titles are just like knockoffs of H.P. Lovecraft story titles.
0: I want to um, know how much the writer of this movie is like obsessed with Lovecraft.
2: Probably because like um, I was reading the IMDb trivia earlier, and uh, apparently, uh, anytime they like read from a Sutter Kane book, it's just straight up like um paraphrased or like just direct quotes from hp lovecraft stories um so yeah it's it's definitely and also there's the whole like um cthulhu um kind of type figure in a lot of the the posters and the book covers there's this kind of like weird squid creature Mm -hmm. and then the themes are also like very hp lovecraft cosmic horror stuff
0: the writer of this produced the mask.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Deluca or whatever mm-hmm. was his name. Oh, he wrote a. He wrote. He wrote a nightmare on nightmare, Elm Street. Yeah. 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 What? He wrote um, the end. The Freddy's dead. One.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Freddy's, Freddy's dead. The final, the final nightmare. Final nightmare. Was that yeah. five? i don't know the fifth one uh, the only three <laughs> i don't know why i keep harping the on only that. three films he's written is it's the sixth one <gasps> Freddy's dead yeah. the final nightmare in the mouth of my- madness and the 1995 judge dread
3: yeah yeah he
2: those wrote are his one. only
0: movies that he's written my dad loves judge dread i've come like home the like the
2: comics s- or the movies Which the new one or the old? I don't
0: know. Oh my god, he produced the Fifty Shades several
1: times, and my dad's been like, "I'm like, what you watching?" He's like, "Judge Dredd," like on a few separate occasions. See
0: the 1995 one or the one with uh, the one with um, what's his face, the hot guy? No, the other guy, the hot one. Carl Urban. Carl Urban.
1: I literally, I could not tell you.
2: Does it look like it was made now? Or
1: I walk in, I'm like, "What you watching?" He says, "Judge Dredd," and I go upstairs. (laughs) This guy,
0: I'm sorry, I don't want to completely distract, this guy has produced such a range of films. He has produced um, the Fifty Shades series, Under the Silver Lake, um, let's see, Dracula Untold, Captain Phillips, um, <laughs> Moneyball, uh, Fright Night, the remake.
1: Wait, I'm sorry, so did he get a... Um oscar for when moneyball won best picture
0: he got nominated it didn't win best picture but it got nominated he also was nominated for the social network which he produces and also two years before the love guru um and 21 and ghostwriter zathura uh blade 2 uh rush hour 2 uh blow little nicky uh magnolia um, oh, oh i want to watch my austin yet. powers american history x blade uh boogie nights uh this man is just in in the mouth of madness which he wrote the how mask many, which came out in the same year how
1: many new line cinema movies loaded weapon
0: it's probably mostly new line cinema can you look,
1: movie? From yeah. a nine, can you look at 2000
0: 2000 yeah he did not or do donnie darko okay. that's what you're looking for I w- now i would have said it all right Um, Anyways, this guy's got a range. Yeah. His mind. I mean,
2: he's a producer. Lots of producers have lots of different movies that they do. Yeah,
0: I mean, but come on. (laughs) This is a range of
1: films. Yeah. Did he do Hoodwink 2, Hood (laughs) vs. Evil? No. Then I don't care. And for that reason, I'm out. Do we have anything else? Um. Oh, another cool part. Sam Neill finally is able to escape Sutter Kane, So he thinks. And he gets on this bus and this lady on the bus is just talking to him. And uh, Sam Neill falls asleep. And Sutter King goes, Hey, oh, <gasps> did you know my favorite color is blue? And Sam Neill wakes up and everything around him on the bus is blue. tinted blue, yeah. That is... oh, That was very cool. It's very
2: cool. Um, also, apparently, like, anytime... Uh, I read this in the trivia, but anytime there's a close-up of someone's face, they have blue eyes. Uh, yeah, in, you know what? In this movie, what yeah. What
1: about... um? The woman, she has brown eyes.
2: I don't know. <laughs> According to IMDb Trivia, anytime there is a close-up on someone's face, they have blue eyes.
1: That's cool. I'd like um, to go back and see that.
2: So that's cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is just like, it, it's a movie about something where, like, writing something into reality, which is, like, a really cool theme. Mm-hmm. That is kind of like my favorite type of theme in just media. Uh, a you, lot of you my favorite yourself, things, You have yourself. You want
0: to make something. Yeah, like
2: yeah. Like making it's. It's just something that like fiction like infects the real world, and I think like when
0: see the Bible. Oh, you can <gasps> cut that. The Bible.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: we can't cut that. That's so good. Um, <laughs>
0: can Whoops. we say that just for us <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but yeah i mean yeah. No, but you're right I feel like because you that is be a platted. larger
1: theme i think that this movie goes into <gasps> oh my god i cracked it
2: maybe <laughs> yeah so religion sucks uh this is uh i don't know
0: um <sighs> it's weird it's like religion is definitely a huge thing in this movie yet I have like, not really I, well I mean it's a big the crosses and stuff like that I yeah. mean they wouldn't have completely coded him sure. in crosses crosses and like the agree, half the plot takes place in a church yeah and so like and he has a whole speech about yeah has, so like it's definitely a big theme but it's weird because you said like not really because it's like it's like right there in front of you but like I don't want to call it like a hollow message because it's not because like he outright tells you what the thing is but it's like it's like not that vital of like a it's not like a life-changing message or it's not like a you know it's not like a third eye opening type like oh my god like you know what i do you know what i'm saying
2: right the movie's just about believing something that makes yeah. it real and it's religion kind of, is just an religion of Religion is just
0: a, a comparison kind of thing. And, yeah. But it's weird because it's like definitely a big part of this. But like at no point do you... Th- I don't think anybody watching this would be like, oh my God, like big realization, you know? But it's like, it's right. it's a huge thing. And I don't know why... Maybe we're all saying that because none of us are religious. Maybe that's
2: it. I think it's just like a... It's just like a byproduct of the theme of belief, belief as a concept is the essence of religion so anytime you talk about belief like
0: you're talking about
2: it's like religion is just like a kind of like a
0: a byproduct of it because like it's very overtly considered in the making of this movie
1: sure i think it works like in tandem on a background level
0: yeah Yeah, i i think that's because it's like very present yet it's somehow not in your face even right. though he coats himself in crosses. Yet you're not like, oh, I wonder what this... Ha-, you know, like, I don't find myself being like, oh, it had a lot to say about religion. It's more just about belief in general. But, like, right. religion's definitely, like, super there. Yeah. But I wouldn't call this, like...
1: I don't know. I've, I'm going to think about religion differently after watching I'm this. I'm very <laughs>
0: conflicted. And I'm hoping that, like, tomorrow I, like, have some consideration. What are you
2: conflicted about?
0: I'm not... Co- it's like I'm not conflicted about, like... Me- I'm just conflicted about, just like did they mean to like, it's like, it's not huge yet. It's a major part. I don't know how they did that. <laughs> Am I drunk? Well, yeah. a major
2: theme of just Lovecraft in general they're, uh Well, I that haven't read a lot of,
0: I'm not hugely familiar with Lovecraft, Lovecraft
2: stuff, but uh, I haven't read a lot of it, but like, I know like he has this whole thing about the old gods and like, Uh, like Cthulhu and like a lot of those types of creatures are like older gods, um, that are gods basically. And this movie is about like unleashing those gods, those gods infect this writer and cause him to write something. Um, and that like unleashes it on the world. Um, I thought something that was really cool that we haven't talked about yet is the way a lot of the characters act as if they are not in control of themselves um and maybe that goes into your like religion thing where because like free will versus an uh, uh, omnipotent like omnipresent god uh how does that relate because like um there's a part where one of the um townspeople commits suicide and like um, Sam Neill's character tries to stop him and was like, like don't do it. it and then the guy's like I, c- I can't uh, I have to he wrote me this way uh, and then does it and then there's parts where um, the girl uh, Linda Stiles um, when she comes back from the church she's like um, what is she I'm
0: not myself or something
2: she, she says like I'm losing me or yeah, something. Using yeah myself right.
0: or something
2: yeah um Uh, she says I'm losing me uh, because like she is now being controlled by this higher power and like losing her free will because she's being written like she keeps trying to kiss him and it's very weird because like at the beginning there's this whole like part where like uh, Sam Neil like tries to come He's, on to her oh hardcore um, and she's like unfazed and she she's just like yeah she's like unfazed by it she like walks off and like gets into an elevator Um, and and then there's a part where uh they're in the uh, in the hotel and then she just randomly is she like is trying to get him to understand that they are inside some sort of fiction or like trying to get him to believe that it's not like a whole Fake publicity stunt, and then she likes, uh, like is like, oh no, it's not real, it's not real, and then like goes and like kisses, starts kissing him, and he's like, oh, get away! But then like later, um, they're in the car together, and he, she like goes to kiss him, and he's like, why are you doing this? And she's like, he, uh, I, uh, he wrote me to try to kiss you. Uh, that's what the readers want, and stuff like that. So like she is like losing. Her her own free will to the the will of this God writer.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, I okay. So like, I'm not really familiar with the other religions outside of Christianity, just because like I was raised in Christianity, and like I mean, that's definitely like a huge thing. Is like God's will, and like you're following the path that God made for you, and like everything that happens in your life is part of God's greater plan. (sighs) And, like, I mean, that's kind of the thing here is that, like, essentially his book is, like, the greater plan. And if you're part of that town, I mean, that's basically the thing. And so it makes sense.
1: Another movie I really like talks about that. um, How if you are on God's path um, and everything's predetermined, does anything you do uh, really matter? Hey, Molly, what's that? It's called Donnie Darko. (laughs) And they have a conversation about it. Yeah. And it's set in a Catholic school. And... You know what? If I was going to pick one thing to believe in so much that it was real, it might be
0: that movie. I mean, I don't hate that idea. (laughs) But, yeah. yeah. I like this discussion. Yeah, I do think that... I mean, to, like, say religion isn't, like, a huge thing, it seems weird because it's, like... It's, I, I don't know. I can't describe it. It's like super present in the story, but yet not at all.
1: I would say specifically Christianity.
0: Oh yeah. Christianity as a whole. Cause like the crosses are the big Absolutely. symbol that you get in this. I am very curious because a
1: lot of times when I talk about religion, it is specifically about Christianity, but I would love to watch a movie with like philosophical elements of other religions. Get yeah. that perspective.
2: Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there I mean, are any
1: other there. Christianity and horror, very, very like hand. highly connected. I would love to see, um, a horror movie with religious
0: ties to a different religion. I've seen like a lot of like Jewish stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. I don't think I've seen a lot of other stuff. That'd be interesting. That's also because right. we're in America, and obviously, like Christianity is like the dominant religion
1: i was thinking about this i was literally talking with my mom about this the other day there have n- it is like baffling to me that no new religions have cropped up Scientology like, and because like um in like such a dominant way like recently like within the past five years i mean like there are new religions and belief systems like i am just like not that i've heard of okay and I think it's, like, interest. Like, I was just, like, really wondering when kind of, like, the next big one will hit.
0: I guess because, like, the whole idea of religion is kind of based on, like, almost tradition. And, like, obviously the ones that have been standing for thousands of years are going to dominate anything new that comes up because of just general tradition. That is a good point, though. Like, we don't have to. G- I just was I mean, curious about it. I mean, religions this.
2: don't just get created, like, as commonly as cuz like Scientology is like the most recent.
0: Mormonism. Mormonism like a- is
2: older than Scientology, but like still like Scientology is definitely the most recent new religion. Like but like it's like Christ like Judaism is like so old and then Christianity comes along in like when Jesus times like 0 AD and then uh Islam starts like maybe like 500 years later around AD. I don't know. I don't know exactly. But it's like around those times is when Muhammad was around. Uh, and then Mormonism is like maybe the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And then we have Scientology, which is like very recent, like maybe 30, 40 years ago. Like very, very recent. And
0: that's just following like the general like kind of like God thing. But like like there's all the other religions like... um like Buddhism and yeah, Hinduism yeah. and Those stuff where it's just older. like older yeah but that's just generally kind of following a yeah i don't know so
2: like I, like i yeah, said I it's mean,
0: like kind of tradition based everything is so old that like why would you try to challenge a dominant system right
2: it's mainly uh there needs to be some sort of compelling leader figure uh in order to spread it who's the is new what god it is. so like Samuel. Scientology has that dude, you know what's his name? Elron Hubbard.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's his name. Sounds his fake, name? but it's right.
2: No, 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 Elron Hubbard. No, I know it's real. Sci-fi writer. L-
0: I know, I know. Sounds yeah. fake, but
1: it's right. <coughs> Created it, which is great if you think about Scientology. When in the context of right. this movie, when did
0: Scientology like rise? No
2: idea. Yeah, I have no idea.
1: It was definitely around. It in was nineties. It was. It was definitely got Tom in The
2: past century, like in the time that like movies it's it's since the start of Scientology
0: started in December 1953 yeah okay this movie is about Scientology.
2: <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't think, is. think I'm kidding. This movie blew
1: <laughs> open the Scientology ties to Hollywood.
0: Elron Hubbard, a science fiction writer, science
2: fiction writer writes Lovecraft. a religion. H.P.
0: Lovecraft, a science fiction writer. This movie's about Scientology, wow. not Christianity.
1: <laughs> we really blew this whole thing wide and open.
2: And the whole thing, uh, Sutter Kane's whole thing is like, this is going to be the new Bible. And he writes his book.
0: Welcome to Scientology. In
2: the mouth of madness, more like Dianetics.
0: <laughs> I have All
1: American Prophet from the Book of Mormon stuck in my head now, <laughs> which is a great song.
0: Wow, we figured it but, out.
1: Yeah, we cracked the code. I think we're veering a little bit off so,
2: track. So should we go into segments? I think, yeah,
1: it's, I think time. it's
0: time. We've we've veered so far segments. off. It's time to return.
1: Anytime we start really talking about religion, it's time to go to segments. Yeah.
2: So what would you do?
1: What would you do if, if it were, were you in this movie? I don't um, know if
0: everyone is aware, but every time you hear what would you do, it is sung live by Molly Haynes. Yeah. Oh.
1: Wow. I mean, I'm just glad I have a place where I can do my art. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what would we do? We kind of at the very beginning of the episode kind of started to tip into this. But um, who who do you relate to?
1: Um, Linda sh-
0: Linda Styles yeah oh mm-hmm. big time big time Linda Styles energy over here yes
2: I feel like I would be um what's the name John Trent yeah Trent
0: that fucker that okay. would be Trent that tracks that tracks yeah. I like this for us <laughs> it makes sense I, I'm surprised none of us want to be Sutter I don't want to be him you want
1: to be
2: I on mean I do want to yes. be I want to be Sutter King. <laughs>
1: In my idealized version of myself, and sometimes I feel this way if I'm going a little, having a, l- having a little time, I'm like, wow, this is the way to think about the world.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm right. Right. I'm onto something. <laughs> what was I going to say, though? Okay, so Sutter Kane's the ideal.
1: No. Like, no. No. But yes. I want to write a book that influences people so powerfully. Right that like it becomes like that's just cool yeah I, I probably wouldn't turn into that instead but-
0: <laughs> I'm Linda Stiles and walking in a back bend. I mean very realistic for me
1: I'm that I'm Linda Stiles in that scene where he pulls her hair
0: this is horny <laughs> <laughs> when no.
1: don't worry about it <laughs> Sam knows what I'm talking about
2: are you talking about in the church yeah uh, yeah
0: Pat.
2: when he like pushes her down and she like looks at the page and has the vision and then he pulls her back up
0: and then she That's starts seductively tuck touching the face on the back of his head oh she does wow yeah.
1: still doing it for me what uh,
2: <laughs> so uh do you survive this no of course not no one survives no it's but the like, end of the world
1: i would like to think that the character written for me gets a cool little narrative.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Does Linda die? She knows she was written out of the story. She gets written
2: out, yeah. So she's in she purgatory. She just turns fiction inside of a fiction. She's like doubly fictionalized. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I pretty like cool it. way to die. You fiction
1: know. in a fiction.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. That'll be my death. What is this, Inception? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nolan. <laughs> Pretty sure we did that in the last episode. We've done that bit a lot.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess everyone's dead.
0: Well, there was a dream within a dream in this movie.
2: There was movie. a dream within, yeah. It
0: did okay. happen. Yeah, I forgot. Which- that got Molly. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> also
2: happens in oh. Prince of Darkness. Scary, guess scary. It dreams and dream. Um, but yeah. So, uh, what's the next segment?
1: <laughs> um, the award, award.
0: It's a Jared. Jared God damn it! Sure. Can we please watch a bad movie for once? No,
1: I think we deserve nice things. Um, also, I just noticed the movie we did last week also is very like dreamy and has to do with like yeah, things yeah, yeah. coming to life.
0: Yeah. So, <sighs> okay. So I joked that I would give it to the hotel owner because she was great. She was awesome. She was fucking great. What's her name? Mrs.
2: Miss Pickman, Mrs. Pickman, Mrs.
0: Pickman. She is. I don't
2: know
1: Very weird. She's what? getting the Jared.
0: <laughs> she was fucking great. I'm gonna give it to Sam Neil though because I mean that guy fucks. Come on. Sam
1: yeah. Neill's great. I'm gonna give it to Sutter Kane. Sutter Kane. Yeah. He was also really good.
0: Sam Neil is just so good at playing like insane. Like he's so good at it. He
2: is good. Yeah. Um, God,
0: I love looking at that guy. <laughs>
2: I think I'll give it to Mrs. Pickman.
0: Mrs. Pickman, fuck, she, she was fantastic. She
1: yeah,
2: so
0: unnerving. She, yeah,
2: yeah. She very, was very creepy. It's like
0: in it chapter two when that old lady is talking to Jessica Chastain. It's like the energy that they thought they were doing. That's what Mrs. Pickman has. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's that's how I can. She's describe like very her.
2: friendly, but also very off. Oh, like there's something off about her.
1: I, and it's like one of those things like I've definitely talked to people and had that feeling yeah like when that scene was happening it's right. like very very creepy <laughs>
2: yeah um, um so uh ranking? R- villain ranking yes oh shit <laughs> who's the villain Sutter Kane, Yes. the writer yeah. number one on mine.
0: what yeah. you didn't even think about that
2: I didn't have to it's the best <laughs> the best um power. <laughs>
0: I need a second. You know, I R- like
1: really I'm really torn if I want to put him above Ghostface or not. Ooh. It's hard. I'm going to go now just cuz of like emotional nostalgia. <laughs> I just really do love Ghostface. Okay. But like number 2. Okay. Sh- very, very good.
0: Yeah. Um he's number 3 for me because um I definitely okay. So Ghostface has my heart, but like also I think that Freddy Krueger would get me quicker than Sutter Kane. I don't read horror novels, so can't really uh get me. Oh my god! Mm, unless horror? you get
2: hired to read them,
0: Ooh. I don't read novels. I read screenplays.
2: Unless you get hired, what if what if someone pays you to adapt a novel?
1: And write a screenplay. A the good
0: news is, I am not skilled in that way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and then regular ranking. What are we gonna rank it out of?
2: Uh, out of pages, <laughs> um, out of
1: manuscripts,
2: manuscripts, crosses,
0: uh, pulp books,
2: um, maps, axes.
0: Ooh, axes. Bloody That's axes. a good one.
2: Everyone has a bloody axe.
1: Yeah, really. They really leaned into that. <laughs> There's
0: got to be some symbolism there that we're missing.
1: I think the it axe? was a lot of it was a reference to The Shining. Yeah,
0: it could've been. Yeah, it could've been. Oh yeah, I guess that fits with the theme. All right. How are we rating this? Or who? Are, what are we rating this? I mean, I'm fine with axes.
2: Axes.
1: There are movies where axes are so much yeah, bigger. I yeah, I
0: guess you're
2: right. This should be out of. Um, like, out of stories. I mean,
0: pages isn't too bad of a. pages. Out of
2: pages? Yeah. Okay. Out of pages. Out of 10 pages, what do you rate it out of? 10
0: pages. Okay. This movie's awesome. Yeah yeah I think I'm gonna give it 10 it's weird I was like debating I was like do I want to give it a little less because like I know I have movies that are better but like I can have more more than one movie that's 10 out of 10 this movie fucks I'll watch it again in less than a week if I have to I loved this movie I'm gonna go talk about this movie with everybody I get a chance to talk about it with I'm happy to talk about it
1: I'm gonna play that back (laughs)
0: every day I mean it's just like it's good it's really (laughs) (laughs) it's a really good film and i feel like i feel like this has potential to every like when i watch it each time i watch it i'm probably gonna find something new i like about it it's that good of a movie
2: i'm gonna give this a 9.5 that's what
0: i was debating i was gonna give it a 9.5 and then i was like fuck it we'll give it a 10
2: i don't think this is a perfect movie for me but maybe like if i rewatched it more times i probably could go up but it's definitely so good um,
0: I think if Sam Neill I wasn't I not believe you If <laughs> Sam Neill wasn't the star of it It would be getting a 9.5 for me But the fact really? that Sam Neill okay. He just really rounds it out for me I am devastated that Harisha's <laughs> done this again He just He pulls the shit this guy He's not generous enough <laughs> Yeah, when we don't like a movie He'll give it like a 7
2: Well 7 is default good <laughs>
0: whatever it's fine I'm 7 con-
2: is a passing grade I had fun
0: I'm content with you giving it a 9.5
1: I'm going to hold this against you until the day you die
2: <laughs> so recommendations
1: Um. oh I have so many Um. yeah
2: I have so many too I, I only have some a few books.
1: there's okay. this great little book called Paper Towns by John Green <laughs> I'm going to recommend Paper
0: Towns <gasps>
1: yes don't forget
0: that is a perfect recommendation for this <laughs> And also the movie <laughs>
1: where um, I have it
0: on DVD. I would
1: recommend the book rather <laughs> than the movie.
0: The book. The movie does have this scene where they're singing the Pokemon oh. theme song, and then this guy screams, and it's really funny.
1: That's the only good part of the movie. <laughs> I'm gonna let you in on a secret. I was a big John Green fan. So was I. That was a big part I've of my. I've read identity. all of his
0: books except for Turtles All the Way Down. I haven't Same. read that one. Yeah, I had a box set. Oh, nice. Yeah, I yeah, love
1: yeah. Paper Towns. I was like, wow, this is insightful.
0: One time, whenever I was like in Virginia, we were on our way home from Water Country, which is the water park attached mm-hmm. to Bush Gardens, and I was finishing reading The Fault in Our Stars, and I sobbed for the entire 45-minute drive home, and that's a memory Damn. I have. You read Looking for line. Alaska? Yeah, I liked Looking for Alaska. I did too, except for I don't like how much they romanticize cigarettes. No, and... Also, other parts of that book. All the characters kind of... You know what? which one I really hated? Abundance of Catherine's. That was probably... The, I can't the, get through it. It was the worst one. I hate how John
1: Green writes
0: men men that are
1: <laughs> in love with women who are going
0: to solve all their What's problems. What's the one we're missing here? Abundance of Catherine's looking Will Grayson? Us? Will Grayson? Maybe. Yeah, I guess that's it. I don't know. I think Anyways. that's all. Um,
1: other recommendations. There a book I just finished today called my best friend's exorcism by oh, this yeah. wonderful like comedy horror writer called Grady Hendrix.
0: Wait. Oh my God. Wait, wait, He's wait, a horror store. That's as it. Well. I, Cause you were telling me about it the whole time. And I was like, I know we've talked about this and I know I've read one of this guy's books and it finally just clicked. That's the horror store guy. This He's guy is awesome. He's
1: <laughs> so cool. I want to meet him very much, but I just finished a book of his today. It's uh, set in the eighties. This girl, her best friend gets possessed by the devil. And it's about like that story wonderful good read um horror
0: store i was gonna say along with that i would just want to back horror store that's a great book (laughs) oh it's
1: the book fucks and the cover makes it look like an ikea catalog which is just genius i want he has this other book about like a southern book club i think
0: oh something like
1: that and i don't know i just i want to read all of his stuff um i'll recommend May i think i think i've only read two stephen king books in my life but I've I'll n- recommend... i um, never read a Stephen
0: King book. The Long really. Walk. Oh, really? Yeah, never.
1: The Long Walk is pretty good. It's more dystopian than it is horror, but I like it a lot. That's all I got. Every other Carpenter movie, maybe. Oh, I'm yeah, sure everyone definitely. else will have more specifics. Yeah, but, I was uh, going to...
0: I mean, I'm sure you were going to say this, but I was going to say the other two of the trilogy. Oh, yeah. The Thing and Prince of Darkness.
2: Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness, I feel, is more similar to this than The Thing. But also The Thing is... One of the best
0: movies ever made of all time yeah
2: i was listening to a podcast struggle session um and they have this theory called the two film rule where the idea is if uh if a director makes two films that are like objectively good that like pretty much everyone would agree are good movies then they are like a legend Mm -hmm. and for uh they talked about whether john carpenter would fall under that and they they said yeah he he gets passes the two-film rule for halloween and and the thing and the thing is an objectively great movie that's awesome like even if you don't really like horror like it's it's a great fucking movie um yeah continue
0: well i just want to touch on those but i was gonna let you go because i don't really have much you don't have
2: oh i have a bunch (laughs) because this is like my favorite genre um so like starting from like uh, this is like <laughs> what i wrote down based on when i was watching the movie um but the first thing i wrote down was is this book called ink <gasps> um there's a movie of it as well molly's quite i haven't seen the movie uh i've heard the movie isn't great but the book is so good yeah
1: i just can we talk about ink heart
2: absolutely oh my yeah. god
1: that was my favorite book as a kid oh uh, i loved like it, re-reading as a kid too. it.
2: It's it's a kids book. It's basically the the it story is, is about all
1: ages, but mostly
0: yeah,
2: children. Right. It's it's aimed for kids, but like it's anyone can read it. But Oh. Yeah, the story is about this oh girl Brendan
0: Fraser's in the book. Yeah, in the movie. In the movie yeah. And Paul Bettany y- yeah. and Andy Serkis and Helen Mirren. <laughs> and Jesus the book
2: Christ. is about <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, the book's about like this guy who when he reads a story it comes to life. Um and he reads this book called ink heart i think mm, is yeah, the name the of the, the book. book and it's like a fiction book about like this like fantasy world mm-hmm. but when he reads it like all of that comes to life and is is real and so like the story follows that
1: it like comes out of the book but when things come out of the book and stay for too long something from the real world has to go in the book to replace it.
2: yes oh yes yeah i i don't like remember the plot details mm-hmm. but like it's it's it, i loved the book as a kid oh yeah. my god um, but, yeah, that was my first recommendation. <laughs> uh, also, the movie Pi. not completely related, but Pi is a Darren Aronofsky movie. Um, it's about this guy who uh, I forget wh- exactly. I think he's a mathematician. Mathematician, um, And <laughs> he's, like, trying to figure out something. And then he, like, starts researching the pie and then, like, starts to go crazy. And, like, the movie goes crazy and is all weird it's kind of like it's kind of like a racer head but only on a surface level Mm -hmm. like it's it's also black and white but it's about this guy who like goes crazy and like weird things happen i didn't really get it the first time i watched it but i think i would like like it a lot more but the only reason that connects is because it's like a conspiracy theory type deal which kind of matches this uh and then um uh uh scary stories to tell in the dark is about a book that yeah. comes to life and like kills people in real life through stories
0: we've w- had a theme yeah the past few times yeah. oh my god yeah this still fits our theme. scary Jesus stories
2: Christ. um <laughs> yeah for sure sinister of course we've talked mm-hmm. about uh on the podcast uh another one is resolution also has a similar theme of stories affecting reality the horror is related to stories as a concept Mm -hmm. um i really like that movie as well uh if we're talking about uh lovecraft stories um uh, color out of space just came out recently um which is a really good movie uh me and Samantha watched that in the theater Mm -hmm. it was it was really good uh Lovecraft's story very weird cosmic horror stuff it is very cool
0: (laughs) it's one of those movies where like after we watched it I was just like I need a second (laughs)
2: yeah yeah uh another one like that is Annihilation um also very like weird cosmic horror type deal um of course, the other John Carpenter movies, I'd also recommend the S- Sandman, this comic series, because mm-hmm. yeah. that's a lot about kind of like stories and reality and kind of like how they relate to each other. Um, and, and it's also even, just
0: the greatest comic series of all
2: time. It's, it's very good. Uh, a lot of Neil Gaiman's writing has that theme. American Gods. I was going to say American
0: Gods is a huge one for yeah, me. That American I American Gods mind. is
2: also just straight up about uh,
0: your belief yeah, mattering. The idea of American mattering. Gods
2: is America is a country built on immigrant Im- immigrants. Like no one originally lived here. Even Native Americans. Like. Came here like way, like prehistoric times, Native Americans crossed over and brought their gods with them. And it's just all about the
0: gods conflicting. Yeah,
2: the idea of American gods is everyone who travels to the United States brings their beliefs with them and then that manifests as gods in reality, but the gods are slightly different and like have adapted to the American world.
0: And it's also just like one of the most gut-wrenching yet satisfying endings to a book i've ever yeah. read like you could go, read oh it's a good read. I like have the, I, a well, solid like middle third of it is one of the most boring things you will ever read in your life but i will say if the middle third of it like really matters in the end right but it's so fucking boring my when thing, you're reading my it.
2: thing with uh neil gaiman is uh, a lot of his novels uh, I like having read them more than I like reading them because okay. like they are like kind of boring when you're reading them. But Amer- then when it. you finish the story and like the, you you know everything and like the whole thing uh, like comes, comes together, together really well. it like gives you it, it, the sum of it is greater than the sum of the parts or whatever.
1: Oh, then I have a book <laughs> for you yes imaginary friend by Stephen Chbosky. sure
2: yeah yeah definitely uh,
1: but that book is also really enjoyable while you're reading it <laughs> but like once you do read the whole thing it's like a earth-shattering experience yeah
0: but yeah american gods was gonna be one yeah. that i did because that american just really gods. makes sense
2: um yeah i think that's all my recommendations uh but yeah i love the idea of belief oh pontypool mm-hmm. i did not mention but pontypool is a similar type of thing not the same type of thing but it's also like something like um abstract infects the real world yeah. which is just great as a concept um but yeah those are my <laughs> recommendations
0: so i i don't have a lot but uh because like most of the stuff that i was thinking about i let you guys touch on but um the other two Sam Neil going crazy movies that we talked about on this right. podcast, Possession, um, which is just amazing, and then um, Event Horizon, which I think really ties into this. It's just like because yeah, like hell yeah. and stuff. Event Horizon um, is simil- it's kind
2: of like this movie, but in space. And <laughs> Prince of Darkness, yeah, 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 but yeah, in yeah. space, yeah, um, <laughs> put together.
0: It's so fucking good. Um, so that. And then um, the other thing was the Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated episode. Um, if you haven't seen Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, I I truly cannot stress enough how great it is. It is the most completely put together iteration of Scooby-Doo that I've ever seen in my life. It's got this like really interesting and weird overarching story, and it's definitely for an older audience. But anyways, season... Um, Season 1, episode 12, it first dips into it. um, And then there's kind of, like, touches on it later in the series. But it's called The Shrieking Madness. And um, it's about them, like, they're, like, visiting a college to talk to this professor. And there's these two professors that, like, the students love the professor's works independently to the point where they, like, fight each other over it. And one of the professor's name is HP Hatecraft.
3: (laughs) That's funny. Um, Oh my
0: God. And like, he has this like big creature in this, um, uh, this big creature in his novels that like comes to life and like Uh, starts haunting the place and stuff like that. I don't remember all the details. It's been a minute since I've watched it, but, um, like HP Hatecraft is a, is a, kind of a reoccurring character in the series but that's the first episode where you get the introdu- introduction and it's like there's a lot of like Lovecraftian themes with uh Mystery Incorporated which sounds really weird to say but like I'm serious when I say it's definitely it's it's a very individual iteration of Scooby-Doo um but it's just really fun and like the monster is just this like tentacly like bearded monster thing it's really neat um so Mystery Incorporated as a whole, but season one, episode 12.
2: I have another recommendation that you remind me of. Um, it's an episode of the cartoon show called Archie's Weird Mysteries. <laughs> uh, and the episode is called Compu-Terror. And it's about um, Reggie. So Archie, uh, Archie's Weird Mysteries is about how Archie writes weird mystery articles in the school newspaper and does investigations and stuff, but weird stuff happens around the town. But Terror is the only episode that I've seen. And it's about,
0: you've told me about this episode. Yeah, yeah,
2: Archie, Archie like hurts himself or something. So he can't write his articles. So Reggie fills in for him and Reggie just totally makes shit up. Um, and all of his stories are just made up. But what happens is Reggie, reggie has a laptop that gets possessed by an evil genie so all of his weird crazy stories come to life and actually happen in the town and that's what the episode's about uh and it's it's pretty fun it's a good (laughs) good episode uh but yeah that's that's my last recommendation
0: but yeah i don't have anything else i got nothing
2: cool uh so yeah you can follow me at not a credit card and everything
1: you can find me on twitter at midsummer queen
0: on instagram at molly francis haynes and on letterboxmo 11 m-o-1-1-y h-a-i-n-e-s you can get me on twitter and instagram at save our shaggy that's a scooby-doo reference and on Letterbox at samantha on 13 i am like dying to change that and i'm sorry i'm just too poor to afford that 20 bucks um but yeah also everybody remember to vote on tuesday on if you're in Ohio, if you are in Ohio, which Tuesday I'm sure th- most of you are, the seventeenth.
2: Yeah. Vote. And just
0: vote in general. But vote if for you're in Bernie Ohio,
2: vote and vote for Morgan Harper if you're in Ohio three. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, Tipsy at Gmail dot com if you want to email us. Uh, we have um. Uh, SoundCloud whatever we're on everything if you want to s- like share subscribe write a review on Apple Podcasts uh tipsytear.com tipsyterra.wtf, tipsytear.wtf all of those just point to all of mm-hmm. the places you can find us and including our Patreon we have a Patreon where for $5 a month for $1 a month you get to vote in polls um to decide one of our episodes per month for f- Uh, And you also get access to these reviews that I'm doing, uh, which I'm behind on. But I'm going to catch up. Sorry, it's been busy. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah. And then for $5 a month, we do one bonus episode per month. Uh, And if we get enough donors, then we'll do more than one bonus episode per month. And that's all.
1: Uh... Bye.
0: Okay. Holy shit, she looked like AOC there.